What's up, my people, and welcome to week number three of this NFL season. You're listening to phillysportswave.com. I'm your host, Charles Souders. With me today, we finally got all three of the bad boys. We got Rick Starfish, straight back from week one. What's crack lacking, Rick? Oh, no, just uh, spent the whole week dreaming of Andy Dalton. That's what <laughs> you always do. Yeah. <laughs> Big Red. And making his first appearance of the year, finally, we feel special. Uh, we were pushed back to number, like, four or five on his, like, uh, popularity list, I think. But uh, JB is with us for the first time, tattoo and all. He's got a nice little background. Look at this motherfucker. What's cracking, JB? I'm just here to add a little class to this podcast. You're welcome. Oh, if that's what you're trying to do, you don't really have to shoot too high <laughs> when you got guys <laughs> like us. Um, but we're going to try to condense this. It is Thursday night, so we're able to do it before the NFL uh, week kicks off. Last week was really, really tough, but happily I was able to get a mini pod in with just myself, which was a little weird uh, because I actually felt like I did okay, and um, that I don't know what that says about me talking to myself, but uh, <laughs> it, uh, it ended up pretty good. But overall, between my picks on the pod and my picks in the article – uh, Starfish's picks that he was sending out and the game's results that I've seen and JB's picks in the article. I think we uh, knocked it out of the park in week two. Uh, kudos to you. What do you think about that, JB? Yeah, I think we had a great week uh, overall. A lot, of, a lot of smart picks. Hopefully people combined them with uh, some heavy studs, made some money off of it. And again, that's the, that's the whole thing. And, you know, we always have to preface everything that we say, every article and every podcast, because, I'm telling you all right now, all you listeners, that if if you're taking our picks and you're building a lineup with every single one of our sleepers, you're not going to win a contest, all right? The whole purpose of this is to take these low-cost picks and combine them with the studs. If you're not adding studs, then you're not winning. So just get that through your head right now. I don't know how many times we have to say it. We went, we're in year number four now, and every single week we say this. So hopefully you guys get it across your goddamn skulls and you do it the right way. Um, yeah, you shouldn't have 40% of your uh, allotted salary left after, you know, picking a lineup. Exactly. And, you know, there's one thing being – This isn't money ball. You know, being contrarian is awesome. You know, picking the sleepers, it's great. But you don't want a whole roster of sleepers. <laughs> like, throw in – you know, right now we can't do Christian McCaffrey and – Right now, we can't do Saquon Barkley. <laughs> right now, we can't do Mike Thomas. But, you know, throw in a couple of these studs every once in a while. You don't need Joe Burrow to be your starting quarterback if you're starting Chris Thompson at running back. <laughs> All right? Mix it up. Match it up. Studs and duds. It's the way to success. Take it from us. We've all finished profitable over the past few years. I don't care if you're playing $5 entries and you're coming out with a $10 win. That's still a profit. That still matters to us. We're here to finish in the positive and not just throw your investment into the ground. You might as well light it on fire if that's the case. So hopefully you're understanding what we're saying. Now we're just going to not even recap week two because week two is in the past, all right? That's the first big week for us. Week one, we were lucky to come away with a little bit of profit. If that, it was a tough week. Week two, we brought home the bacon. Week three, where are we at? What's up, JB? What's the, what's the games you're targeting? I'm big on the Seattle-Dallas uh, Seattle game. With that, that high of a line, I think that game's going to be an absolute shootout. I mean, if you're going to mix in Dak, um, you're throwing CD in there as well. Um, Russell Wilson to DK, I'm big on that stack this week. I'm so sure. am I. Oh, am I? That's, um, I think with the uh, a positive to look at is Seattle in the past, they've always had that ground game and it's always been Marshawn or it's always been, you knew that they were going to come in with the ground attack and Russ was going to clean up with, you know, maybe he'd sneak for a, for a touchdown or he'd get a little slam pattern touchdown, but they're gunning it now. It seems like their offense, they're finally understanding that they have a top five player in the NFL and they are fucking slinging this rock around the field. And 
I mean, Russell Wilson is the clear favorite right now to win the MVP award. Uh, Vegas has the line has moved, and he is actually the favorite ahead of Mahomes and Lamar Jackson now. And that's for a reason. It's because they're not holding back, and they finally have these weapons. And who would have thought that Metcalf would be such a stud? Uh, this guy. Yeah, this guy, everybody except for uh, one Howie Roseman. Yeah, that guy is good at football. Uh, how about you, Starfish? What You have a game that you're like, wow, you see it, and you're like, I want every single one of these players. Uh, coming off of a bad loss, I think New Orleans-Green Bay is okay. gonna, could, could have potential for shootout. Okay, the Green Bay defense is uh, something that I'm re- I can't figure out right now. I don't yeah. know if they're going to be giving up the points or, or what. But, uh, Same thing with the Saints defense, which has Lattimore back there, but they didn't look like they could stop anything. Yeah, but the Saints defense kind of seems like uh, maybe like the old Raiders defenses in the past where they have, like, I'm going back to when Namdi was a stud. But, you know, they have that one corner, but that's great. He's he's a lockdown. It's a a lockdown island wherever he – whatever side of the ball he's on. But, you know, what about the rest of the day? And they're just getting lit up left and right. Yeah, they had two players. One of them was that – was Asuma and Derek Burgess. It, it kind of does surprise me that you're still cool with, you know, the Saints and, and going after that game. Um, don't get me wrong, Alvin Kamara is the number one player in fantasy football right now for a reason. But I'm I'm hesitant. You know, I don't think that offense has the flow without Mike Thomas. Um, I, I really, you know, I'm I'm completely up in the air with with the New Orleans Saints until until they're back to 100% health. I don't know how many people I'm going to be rostering from that team. I'm not big on Drew Brees this year. You guys know that. And, uh, I mean, but I'm huge on Alvin Kamara. And uh, looking at the amount of usage last week that he had, um, either he's going to completely thrive and he's going to be the Alvin Kamara of old and he's going to just crush it fantasy football-wise and numbers-wise, or he's going to run himself into the ground and he's going to be buried by week number five. (laughs) Yeah, there's, you can't. He's not a 280, 300 carry a season guy. He's got. Or is he? Around. I mean, I don't. I don't know. I I have no clue. What do you think, JB? I mean, they just invested a lot of money in him. They're going to ride his coattails. You can tell that Breeze is just all not off. He he may just be done. His arms weaker. He's a little slower out of the pocket, out of his moves. His reads are still there, but he just can't get the same arm strength behind it, and that's why he's missing Thomas so much on the checkdowns. Mm-hmm. But he does have Kamara. I mean, Forked over a boatload of money for him. I think they ride his coattails until the wheels fall off, and that's only the really options they have. And that, what was really interesting to me was, you know, everybody was like, well, obviously we knew Kamara was going to get a good amount of the uh, usage coming from Mike Thomas. But everybody was like, Jared Cook, Jared Cook, Jared Cook last week. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of the so-called experts were saying, Cook, no doubt about it. He's going to get all the Mike Thomas's uh, targets. There's a guy named Traquan. And he's he's sitting in the he's sitting in the background, and he just wants that opportunity. And you know, Manny Sanders, Manny Sanders, Manny Sanders. How many freaking years are we going to hear Emmanuel Sanders? He still got it. The dude don't still have it. I don't think. I would love to see it. Maybe he's maybe he still has it for a number two, but I don't know if he's a number one. I, I, nah, he's he's not a solid number two slot. He doesn't even have the speed to break away at, down the sidelines anymore or have that vertical game to his game anymore, and that was huge for him. So all you listeners out there, mark it down. Emmanuel Sanders, touchdown this week, because we're all shitting on him, and that is a guaranteed luck. All right, so we're going to move in. Um, we're going to try to knock this out in a half hour so we can get to the beard versus the mustache competition that's going on tonight, Thursday Night Football, Miami. And Jacksonville, it's going to be a shootout. It actually might be fun to watch, believe it or not. Yeah. It's like that. So, I think it'll be similar to the Cincinnati-Cleveland game last week where you were like, oh, what a dog shit play this is. But, you know, we might see some fireworks. Since um, last year, Thursday Night Football's been on a roll. So, let's yeah. keep it going. Yeah, exactly. All right, so let's keep it going exactly. Let's, let's go into week number three of the NFL season. That is my sports talk voice. Um, we're going to look at the QB position, and we're going to start it off with JB. And who are you targeting? Daily fantasy football. 
Holla at me. I'm big on Cam. I think this is the latest week that you're actually going to get jumping on the wagon. You're gonna, this is the latest week you're going to get him as a non-top five quarterback price. So get in now uh, as of after this week, which is his best matchup, which is scary considering the first two weeks of production that he's had. That's someone you want to get in on now. He's probably going to be a little bit high ownership, but it's going to be worth it because he's only about 7,500 on FanDuel. I think a little bit less than on, on DraftKings. Mm -hmm. I'm definitely all in on Cam. And I don't know if they I don't know if they are going to be um, using him as much as we're expecting. I don't know if the usage goes up. Like, yeah, the guy had a monster friggin' week last week, and so far this season he's been dynamite. But he broke a lot of hearts last year. Yeah. And absolutely, you know, there's there's still a lot that's unknown with the New England offense. And what's going to happen? Did it like last week? Was that performance strictly because nobody had the tape on Cam in New England, or is the MVP Cam Newton back? I also have him marked down as one of my top three plays at his price. You said it perfectly, JB. You're not going to get him this low, cost-wise, after this week. It's completely changing. Um, if you if you drafted him in a season long. You're looking real pretty with the matchups that he has against Miami and the Jets, the old uh, Tom Brady special facing these crap teams twice a year. Um, Cam couldn't have landed in a better place. And I think he's just going to keep building this rapport with Edelman and Harry. And he's just, he, he's going to put up some numbers and possible MVP season. So, you know, long well, story short, back to the season, loving him this week. Love him. Um, how about you, Starfish? You have somebody you're targeting? A little bit. Two guys I have in mind that are a little bit of a dark horse candidates, but I think they're in they're in games that might explode a little bit. And one is uh, Daniel Jones, actually, without really? Barkley. Um, and in that matchup, San Francisco's defense has not been what it once was last year. They, they lost both. They lost Bosa. They lost almost everybody. Jesus Christ. <laughs> what, are they, what are they fielding this week? Flag football players? Yeah, they uh, – like It's like the birds receiving court last year. But I think, you know, if they're, if they're going to let it, him air it out and now that they lost Barkley, they got nothing to lose. Um, I also like Baker this week. Really? Yeah. Uh, Washington stinks. And let them play Eagles. Yeah. yeah, but look what we did to them that first quarter when you actually like game plan. Yeah, you know and what? You shit yourself. And that is a um, great. That's a that's a great thing. And that's actually one of the notes that I had written down. Other than Washington stinks, because I also had that written down with five exclamation points. Um, they scored against the birds because they had such short field. Dwayne Haskins is not yeah. a good quarterback. No. Sooner or later, they're going to like the NFL is going to realize. That And that's why they celebrate it week one so much. That's why they were – the Redskins were – I'll call them the Redskins too, goddammit. They were on the cover of every ESPN, Yahoo, you know, uh, CBS Sports line. Every single one of the websites had the skins as their cover picture. They celebrated the victory because they know not many are coming. Right. Like, Dwayne Haskins is probably not an NFL – starting quarterback in my opinion he's a bad guy yeah and uh I'm, I'm right there with you like I don't know if it's going to be Baker scoring um the touchdowns this week I, I actually think it's the running backs but uh I yeah. love Hunt yeah I like them both I think they're both monsters but um cool that's actually two names that I wasn't expecting to come out of your mouth bro uh, Daniel Jones and Baker Mayfield so you got Starfish's picks right there I know JB talked about Cam do you got one or two other quick ones you can kind of just give us a quick knockout about yeah I love I love Ben and uh pairing him up with Deontay Johnson on a stack mm -hmm. um just the targets alone for Deontay Johnson and Ben just look, he doesn't look like the Ben of old but he's close um yeah. I don't think you're back to that level but I expect him to throw the ball around a lot. Um, his touchdowns are there. He's averaging about 20 fantasy points in the first two weeks. I expect a little bit more this week. Um, and one other person that kind of gets shit on a lot is Tannehill going against the, one of the worst secondaries in the league this year, uh, the Vikings. 
Yeah. And, uh, you know, Tannehill is another one that I feel people are sitting there just like we're kind of waiting to see if Cam is the old Cam. I think everybody's sitting and waiting to see if Tannehill is this Tannehill or the old Tannehill from the Miami days. Um, since the guy that's been in Tennessee, though, he's, he's killing it. He's thriving. And yep. it might just be a case of this quarterback landing in the right spot with the right offense. The guy's an athlete. He's got a smoke bomb wife. So you know what they say. If your wife's hot, you're a stud quarterback. It, it, that's what it is. It's written ball. Exactly. Like, let's write it down. Knock it out. Um, as far as the QBs for me, like, you know, we're looking at a lot of the guys you said. I have, I have Cam Newton and Aaron Rodgers are my two um, go-tos. I, I think with Rodgers, he has a lot to prove this year. And he, he's just – he's coming out and doing just that. Um, the thing is, I don't know if they're going to lean heavily on the run in a matchup like this this week. But I, I, I'm, I'm good with investing in Rodgers at the cost that you're still getting him fairly low. Um, you're probably going to get at least two touchdowns from the guy. Uh, Yardage-wise, I'm not really sure. But buying him at that cost is going to be able to – uh, afford some of these higher priced backs that I think you're and actually higher priced wide receivers, which I think is going to be my game plan this week. Get a mid tier quarterback, um, a couple of the lower priced running backs, which we'll talk about in a second, and then get the stud wide receivers. I think that's the way I'm targeting it. Um, and then, you know, Kyler, Kyler's that dude. He's my number one play pretty much every week. You're getting the rushing stats, you're getting the passing stats, and this week you're facing the Detroit Lions. <laughs> who are basically a peewee football defense. Um, one thing, and I kind of want to see Starfish's opinion on this, uh, Matt Ryan, where are you at? Like, he's been crushing it this year, but he's facing this Bears defense, which you're like, yeah, it's the Bears defense. But I'll tell you what, the Bears, numbers-wise, their secondary is actually doing really well this season. So I don't know if it's something where, you know, everybody's going to assume that Ryan's going to crush it again this year or this week. Um, and the usage might be up there. So I'm actually going to steer clear from him. I think, what are you thinking? Yeah. He's a tough one, especially coming back from that loss. Yeah, that's the other thing, that heartbreak. Yeah. yeah. Is that game in Chicago? I can't recall off the top of my head. You know what? I'm not really sure. JB, you have that in front of you? Uh, I, it's, it's in Atlanta. It's in Atlanta. So they're, you know. Uh, he cooks in Atlanta. Team. Yeah, he cooks in Atlanta. So I think you might be safe yeah. playing him. I'm not playing him at that cost. No. he's Yeah. Just I know. I was talking to JB earlier about Minshew or Ryan. And uh, yeah. I'm leaning more toward Garner now. Yeah, yeah. You got to go with the stash. In, in season long, I sat Ryan and went Gardner tonight. Did you? Okay. So I, I gave you the Ryan. I said I'd lean Ryan. But the more I looked into it today, I was like, yeah. Uh, um, all right, so, I mean, we just took a good amount of time on quarterback. Uh, Josh Allen, number two overall quarterback, play him. And uh, the other one was Garner Minshew. Uh, the dude's the man. I mean, he's, at, he's completing at a 12% higher clip this year than he was last year, and he's just, he's just all around, like, in it to win it. Their offense actually looks like it's a legit NFL offense this season as opposed to other yeah. So let's move on to the running back. We're going to start it off with JB. Give me your top play at the position. This is a, a very low-cost player, but I absolutely love him this week going up against the worst run defense in the NFL, and My that's man. Josh Kelly. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. I I was going to well, you're a Josh Kelly guy. That was, You were big on him season-long in general. Yeah. I just think – I mean, we're talking about a running back that came in as a rookie – behind Eckler with now 35 carries in two games, taking majority of red zone carries and also goal line carries against a Carolina defense that can't stop any running back. I'll take that all day. Okay. How about you? Who's your top play, Fish? It was Josh Kelly. Um, <laughs> no shit. But I also oh, think that oh, – Oh, because we got a trifecta. Because I actually kind of like Josh yeah, Kelly as well. I, yeah. For all the reasons that JB said that he's like he's soaking up a lot more touches than you probably would have expected to him to this early in the season. It gets all the goal line stuff, everything within the five he's gonna get. Okay. Um, but the other guy that I had in mind of as a backup that I think you know he's you know 
not anybody that, that sneaks up on anybody, but I think the nature of the game that they're playing, Mark Ingram has a <laughs> solid week because they're going to try to con- keep, keep Mahomes off the field and use that running game. And he's looks the he, he got a, a lion's share of the touches last week. See, that's interesting uh, that you think that they're going to keep Mahomes off the field. I think that they're, they're going to try to. About it. I think they're going to be cocky. I think they're going to say, our guy is better than your guy, and we're going at you. And it's just going to be uh, offense versus offense, and it's going to be fun to watch. That could I, be. Either way, it bodes well for Ingram because that opens up. Yeah, you know, that, I mean, that sort of awesome thunder and lightning they got with him and Jackson. It's awesome that it's on Monday Night Football, right? Yeah. So we can all sit back and watch it. It sucks that it's not on any of the slates. So you can't get any of these. Like, it's only on the Monday Night right. slate, you know? Or to, it'll be an awesome showdown slate to play. Who to throw in the captain position. Woo, man, I'm going to have yeah. some fun. I better finish with a profit this Sunday because I might fucking put all of my money into this Monday night game, <laughs> to be honest. The, the other role of the dice is keeping an eye on the San Francisco situation and starting either McKinnon or Ding, 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 ding. That's my dude. That's yeah, absolutely, that's, McKinnon. That's who I thought KB was going to when he said going against the worst run defense. Um, yeah, that's what that's what I was looking at. Yeah. Uh, the other guy is sneaky out there, go that Jeff Wilson, because he gets well, an inordinate amount of goal line stuff. Well, it's not just goal line. So here's the thing. Yeah. Wilson is going to get more carries. Wilson is going to end up yeah. getting 15 to 17 carries in this football game. The difference is McKinnon, if they're playing from behind, is going to get around eight receptions. If they're just playing if they're playing ahead, he's still going to get about five receptions. McKinnon's going to put up numbers. When you're playing DFS, numbers are all that matters. Receptions matter. If yeah. It's like being in a PPR league in a season long. McKinnon, at his cost, is the golden ticket to Charlie's Chocolate Factory. Like, this is <laughs> seriously, it, it's going to be, like, like at his cost, like, you can't, you can't lose. He's the golden shower to Odell's playroom. <laughs> now, even if he talk about Duke, if he busts, yeah, yeah, team boots, even that R. Kelly shit, it's nothing. <laughs> You're still talking about pissing over there, yeah, pooping and peeing on people. Uh, Christ, think people only, do they get off, and we're only on running backs. Um, yeah. so here, let me real quick just bore yeah. out a couple quick things that I have for running backs. So, McKinnon, like I said, the passing game is where it's at, he's going to get a majority of the opportunities. Not don't just look at carries, look at everything. Yeah. Which brings you to Singletary for Buffalo. Moss is hurt, showed up on the injured list today, might not be playing. If he does play, who knows what type of shape he's in. This is the game where Singletary can shine. This is the game where he steps up and tries to show that he's the number one back. And he might put up a multi-touchdown game. And again, he's right in that mid-tier cost. So it's worth the investment. Um, I know I shit on Mike Davis a lot and the amount of money that people were paying for him to pick him up for a four-week rental um, in these long <laughs> leagues. Um, people were spending 50 to 60% of their budget in a lot of these leagues. Like almost every league that I'm in, it happened. And I think the guy's going to put up points. Don't get me wrong. But let me just say this right now. He is not Chris, Christian McCaffrey. He – He's not going to put up Christian McCaffrey numbers. He's not going to have the usage or the output that McCaffrey has. So if, you're looking, if you want to get a touchdown from Mike Davis, then get it. Go cool. Play him. He's a low cost player. Still get that touchdown from my man. He might get two. You're not. He doesn't have the opportunity. He doesn't have the skill set to break a four touchdown game. And if he does, I'll slap myself in the face. For everybody next week is hard as shit. So you know that's going to happen, right? No, um, but yeah, I actually do like playing him at three yards and a side of that. <laughs> to just get one touchdown, play him. Like, uh, but you know, don't expect him to be like, you know, like a Walter Payton. Um, top Miles Sanders. I always love Miles Sanders. Um, great yeah. matchup against Cincinnati. He's still. I don't know if you guys seen his cost if you looked at it it's unreal it's still very very low and I don't know if they think that these injuries are nagging or I don't know what tape they watch because to me 
he looked sharp last week. He had that one fumble. Okay, it happens. But he looked great. Yeah, he was shifting. Closed it through the holes, everything. Yeah. Exactly. And even when he was dancing behind the line, it resulted into a positive game. Yeah. So, I mean, he's he's my him and him and Alvin Kamara are my two like studs that I'll be ponying up for. Um running back wise. Other than that, I'm playing I'm playing these cheap guys. And the the other one to look at is Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Jonathan Taylor Thomas is as uh, Coach Reich said during his press conference today, the guy. He said Taylor's the guy. That means a lot. Because yeah. everybody yeah. thought Hines was after week one. Then everybody sees what Wilkins is doing. And don't get me wrong, Wilkins is still averaging over five yards per carry. Not just this season, but for his whole career in Indy. The guy produces when he gets on the field. But when your coach says that Taylor's the every down back and he's going to be treated as such, use him. The FS is going to be your dude. And then uh, Cleveland running backs, we already kind of touched on it. Talk to me about Kareem Hunt, JB. <clears throat> there's enough room. For, I mean, it's season long, so there's enough room for both of them. But I love Kareem Hunt this week as a low-cost player with the, with the receptions. I just feel like this is going to be a Kareem Hunt game. Not that Chubb won't get his. I just really feel like it's a, it's a hunt game this this week. Cool. So let's rock wide receivers because I know we uh, took a lot of time on that quarterbacks. So start me off, Fish. Who are you liking? The uh, in terms, if we're looking for for bargains here, well, yeah, look uh, for your best play. Who who's your best play bargain wise? Yeah, I like uh, Tyler Boyd this week against our Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, that can just while we're in the middle of our field is, or safeties. That right there is the fantasy chef's play of the week. Uh, <laughs> the natural disaster. He likes going with Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd. Top guy. Um, I like so Tyler Boyd. I like McLaurin this week, too. Okay. Who, who somehow is still very modestly priced. I did check out his price, and somehow he hasn't been climbing up, and he gets targeted a a lot. So talk to me about Boyd. Why Why do you like Boyd? He's developing really good chemistry with Burrow. And the way that our uh, – Nickel Roby Coleman got torn up last week. Our safeties are not really good. Yeah. Well, that's because their cornerbacks transition into safety. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, if you're looking at – look at it this way. Like you said, our secondary is still – it's always been an issue. And by saying our – for our new listeners, it's Philadelphia Eagles, Philly Sports Wave. We're all from Philly. So, don't want to confuse anybody with that. Um, you know, we try not to be biased, but the games that we know and the teams that we know the most are the Philadelphia Eagles. You know, so, um, to me, it's – I'm not worried about Darius Slay. He's going to lock down yeah. whoever yeah. he's on. And I think he's going to be on A.J. Green. So, what's that? Where does that leave the rest of the uh, secondary? And and that's it, it, this is going to be the test. This is going to be like, can you knock out a player? Because Tyler Boyd is talented. Is is he going to get his numbers, or or is the secondary going to be able to shut them down the way that they should? It's the Cincinnati Bengals. Right. What do you think, JB? Yeah, I, Starfish here uh, goes off a little bit. I just don't see Avante Maddox able to stay up with him. Um, mm. He was a safety valve all week for Barrow last week, and I think Slade just shuts down Green. Green does um, have the most air yardage percentage. Yeah, which is, which is interesting. And I did, in watching that game last Thursday night, you've seen Burrow put balls in a place where only A.J. Green could catch it. The problem is A.J. Green now can't catch it. The old A.J. Green could have caught it. Yeah. He can't get to these balls either. The air yardage stat, though, was an interesting stat. He leads the entire NFL. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, do you think that that's a product of the rookie quarterback, you know, focusing in on the stud that, you know, I mean, not to, not to be weird or funny, but, like, he watched this guy when he was a teenager. When he was in high school, he looked at A.J. Green and, wow, look at A.J. Green. I wish I could throw the ball to him. You yeah, know? I think it has. Yeah, I mean, he basically changed AJ Green's mind. Who, how bad did AJ want out of Cincinnati for how long? And all of a sudden, now, you know, Burrow's here. 
let me, you know, I'm staying. All right, you, uh, you are fading in and out a little bit on your, uh, on your mic, John, but we'll, uh, we'll keep going. I can hear you. We did make it out. So just giving you a heads up if we do drop or if I start going to starfish, I'm just letting you know why. Um, and you also have a tight fade. Yep, it's tight. Like a tiger. Um, so real quick, JB, who's your, uh, who would be your stud that you want to play? DK Metcalf, all day. Okay. I'm going DK. <clears throat> just Russell and him are clicking all day, every day, the first two weeks. He beat Gilmore for the first time since 2018, let up a touchdown, and now yeah. we're going up against – now we're going to go up against Dallas secondary. They Ooh, just dog shit. Dog yeah, shit. They, they can't cover on the perimeter, and guess where DK plays the entire game? The perimeter. I look for him to go deep early and often. Um, yeah, I agree. So, I actually have – DK Metcalf, I have written down, it's his coming out party this week. Um, he's already had that coming out party, in my opinion, but people are starting to notice nationally. And I think uh, easy 100 yards and a touchdown for him. They're going to pass the rock. We talked about it earlier. Russell Wilson is in it to win it. This is his MVP season. He's going to be slinging it around. It's not just Lockett anymore like it used to be. He has multiple weapons to hit these bombs, and Metcalf is the truth. Um, you're going to see this guy as a top five wide receiver for the next five years in fantasy football drafts. Um, for me, it's Metcalf. I don't even consider him a stud, though, price-wise. He's still not nope. um, up there. So out of my studs, I'm looking at D-Hop. I think every week I'm D-Hop and Kyler are going to be my, like, stud combo. Um, they have chemistry. I also like the uh, kind of the piggyback, what JB was saying earlier. Like, he likes Big Ben. And uh, Deontay, I like Big Ben and all of them. So I'm a big Juju guy. Everyone knows that. Uh, I think Juju has another good week. They're both – Deontay and Juju showed up on the injury report today. I think that's just precautionary. I don't think it's a big Absolutely. Um, But I think Juju, Deontay, and my man, Notre Dame football, baby, Chase Claypool, the guy is a player. He's their number four receiver. You're not going to get a lot of production from him. But if you look for a low-cost guy to add into your DFS lineup, throw him in. You might get a 70-yard husk. It's, it's that type of play every single week where you could get it from him. Um, but ultimately, I think that leads to the Big Ben play. I think Big Ben is, a, is something that every single one of our listeners should target. Um, Odell, um, I'll kind of let Starfish talk about Odell, I guess. Uh, just, you, you, know, uh, you know why. But, uh, but no, Odell, um, for a lot of reasons why you liked Baker, I think uh, just liking Baker, you have to kind of lead with Odell, right? You're not going to yeah. get it with Landry. No. All right. Any, uh, what are your expectations for Beckham this week? I think he has a good week. That's a, it's a good matchup for them. They're, they're riding a little high. I know it's the Browns, and they always tend to, you know, let down people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, Baker they're, they're playing Washington, you know, yeah. so uh, not yeah. enough said. Exactly. And, uh, so, I mean, I had a lot of wide receivers written down, um, to be honest with you. Tampa I love Bay Evans. Wide, Tampa, what was that? I love Evans this week, too. I was just going to say Tampa Bay wide receivers. Oh, yeah. I, I don't – I mean, Evans is the cream of the crop, but Godwin's back. Um, Brady's been underperforming. You're, you know we're all waiting for that one game where Tom's going to get the four touchdowns, right? And, uh, I mean, Denver stinks. <laughs> you know, Denver, <laughs> Denver's not a good football team, and the, the Vegas spread is around a touchdown, and it looks like it's all lining up for uh, a, a big performance by multiple players on this Buccaneers team. Um, when you go to the cheap, call, cheap plays, who do you have, J.B.? Um, for wide receiver? Yeah. I'm still uh, – C.D. Lamb um, and Deontay Johnson are, are two people that I'm really targeting a lot. I think C.D. just watching him develop that chemistry with um, Dak last week. He's going to be the dude. This week. He's, go he's going to be their dude. He's going to be their number one. He's going to run laps around Amari Cooper. Um, Gallup, is, is the dude even playing football? Has Michael Gallup <laughs> played any of these games yet? Or, or no? He's being so, outplayed by C.D. Every single season, we hear this is Gallup's breakout season. This is Gallup's breakout game. 
and he never does anything. I think the past three Thanksgivings, I've been putting money on the guy to score the first touchdown, and then he gets one reception in the whole freaking game. <laughs> yeah, bro, thanks for ruining my favorite holiday, jerk off. Yeah. Uh, no, so for me, I got a couple big names. Um, Julian Edelman. How about that chemistry last week? So, a little funny story. So, my wife is in her first fantasy football league this year with her friends and the boyfriends in the league, or their boyfriends in that league. I refuse to get in it. Um, I have enough leagues already. <laughs> um, and she's like, Edelman isn't doing shit for my team because I told her to get Edelman and start him. You know, Edelman's not doing anything at halftime of last week. So I went to bed, I woke up the next morning, and I see a stat line, 160 yards. <laughs> and he just missed a touchdown by yeah. like two yards. Get that touchdown, it's a monster performance. But I fall hair. I mean, you're looking at Cam Newton loves to hit those quick slot, the quick slants out of the slot. And he's always been somebody that hits like the short patterns. But then he's also hitting these long patterns now. And he seems to have the shoulder back that was hurt last year. Julian Edelman could be a stud this entire season, and his cost is still incredibly low compared to number one receivers for other teams. I think it's just a fact that no one knows what to expect from this Patriots offense, and until they do, these costs are going to be low across the board for them. And this is where we clean up. So yep. Cam, Cam Newton and Julian Edelman stack, that can bring home the bacon for us this week. Um, if you're looking at other number one receivers – DJX, guys, I hate to do it because of how shitty the Eagles have looked, and I'm trying not to be a homer with this one, but Deshaun, Deshaun Jackson puts up monster numbers when he plays a full game usually, and Carson Wentz is going to come out to try to prove himself. The Philly sports media is crushing him right now. He's the number two overall pick five years ago. All right. The guy has talent. He didn't forget how to play football over the course of uh, one off season that was filled with no practices and a pandemic. All right. He's still gel gelling with his squad, but he has a rapport with Deshaun Jackson. One interesting stat that I did pull up is the secondary for Cincinnati. And specifically, I forget the corner's name, but the corner that is going to be covering DJX gives up the most yardage per catch out of any D-back in the league. He gives up the bomb. D-Jax catches the bomb. This pick is going to be the bomb. Pencil him in. D-Jax, low cost, number one wide receiver for the Eagles, number one wide receiver in our heart. <laughs> Last week, before that momentum went away with that touchdown, that drive, if you remember, he was going to DJX a lot, too. Yeah, and then he forced it to uh, he who we don't speak of into double coverage and nope. it ruined the entire game. Yeah. Um, and then we already talked Traquan Smith. I will give you one more name, and that name, my friends, is Preston Williams, who already kicked off. Uh, did he find the end zone yet? Yep. Did he? I'm pretty sure. All right, because he is scoring a touchdown today. I guaranteed it to everybody. I was texting oh, yeah. all, all of my other uh, fantasy gurus earlier and told them, Preston Williams is the guy. Start him. I put, I put money on him for first touchdown. I put money on him to score a touchdown in this game. Lock it up. So I, I haven't seen the game. Obviously, I'm in beautiful Philadelphia floating around in the sky <laughs> right now. <laughs> All right, we're going to move to tight end. Real quick, we know who we're playing. Go at it, JB. Who's your guy? Sample. I'm going sample with uh, Burroughs check down. After Osamale got hurt last week, he had nine targets, seven receptions. Our linebackers stink. They can't cover anyone. They're slow. They're small. I look for sample to have a good PPR game and get in the end zone, um, and it could be a theme all year long. That's what I want to hear. That's the non-homer pick. Love it. Who do you got, Starfish? Uh, two guys in mind. One is Logan Thomas of the Jets. Mm -hmm. uh, you have to pass to somebody. You got to pass to somebody. He, you know, he seems to have a little bit of athleticism. 
and can get the ball. The other guy is a little bit of a dark horse, but seems to be taken over from Jack Doyle is um, what the hell is his name? Mo Ailes. Mo Ali Cox. Ali Cox. Yeah. yeah. Ali Cox. Yeah. Yeah. Ali Baba. Fucking hip hop. Uh, but he seems to be yeah, he can stretch the field a little bit too. Cool. And Rivers has always loved going to his tight ends, and Reich yep. loves using the tight end. So he's a bit of – if you're looking for a real dark horse and you've used up a lot of your salary on yep. other studs and you need to kind of like try to steal one with the tight end, I like, I like both of those guys. Cool. So my studs, Matthews and Kelsey both – or I'm sorry, Andrews and Kelsey both going to kill it on Monday Night Football. We already know that. Not on the main slates, but you know, they're going to crush it in the showdown slate. So put them in. Put them as your captain. Both of them are going to score. Um, Noah and Noah – Noah's the dude. He's got absolutely. And, and now you got Driscoll as the quarterback. So check down city should be the new name for Denver. Um, my boy, Mikey G. So Gazeki, yeah, he just has that rapport. We talked about it for weeks now with uh, Fitz. He's going to put up numbers. Penn State's own Mikey G. JB loves me. Um, you know, John new Joe new. I don't know how to pronounce this motherfucker's name, but Still costing nothing, dude. He's still cheap as shit in every single one of these uh, slates. I would pencil him in because he's guaranteed touchdown. Low cost. Tannehill still loves going to the tight end. Um, and I, I like TJ Hawkinson. You know, I always like TJ Hawkinson, but he's facing, <laughs> he's facing Arizona. Um, yeah. Arizona usually gives up some yardage to tight ends. Uh, every single year that's been – yeah, the theory, and I think with Galladay coming back, it's going to open up the middle of the field more for the tight end. Um, I do want JB's opinion on Schultz. Um, so this week I wouldn't, I wouldn't roll with him. Um, I feel that he'll be involved in that offense going forward every single week. He is a low-cost option. Uh, this week I feel it's just a wide receiver game across the board, and that goes for Seattle too. I just don't see the tight ends being heavily involved in that game. I mean, is there enough balls to go around? And that's the thing with Dallas. Like, somebody's not going to get it. I guess it's going to be the tight end. All right, real quick, so we can go and we can watch this football game before Preston Williams has five touchdowns. He's got one already. Give me the defense. JB, what's your I'm defense? I'm going Colts. Colts this week against the Jets with no offense whatsoever. Give me the Colts all day. That's why. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. That's that's all you had to say. They're playing the Jets. Who do you got, Starfish? I'm going to roll with the Bills. I think all right. The Bills... They got me a negative five in my season long last week, and I wanted to fucking kill someone. The Bills did? Yeah. So tell me why. Tell me why you like them this week. How they, they got you negative five. Yeah, I don't know. Like – system. I mean, it was a shootout they got. They ended up in. Yeah, and that was the thing. They gave up twenty-eight points to negative five. They got they got lower points. Dumb. They got lower points than the Philadelphia Eagles last week. That is weird. Yeah, it's fucking gun to my head. I think I'm going down. That, that team is rolling, and that defense is solid. They didn't lose pretty much anything from last year. Now that the offense is finally clicking there, and the defense doesn't have to carry them, I think the Rams are fool's gold. Um, so they feasted on us last week. With they're not going to have free reign to be running all over the middle of the field against Buffalo, okay? Like they did before, and I and they're kind of I guess you're right in the, in terms of they haven't put up one of those stud defensive games yet, and they're kind of due for it. They're at home, um, as much as what that means. Yeah. All so right. I, cool. I like Buffalo this week. Uh, I mean, teams, in, teams that have to travel like so that's L.A. traveling twice. Vegas. Vegas is traveling across the country to New England, and uh, they and they played Monday night. So um, that's one Patriots are one to look at. Uh, for me, I'm all in on the Buccaneers defense against Denver with their backup quarterback. Uh, you know, I think the Bucks step it up. Usually, I don't like the Bucks defense at all, but I think this is a situation where I just think Driscoll blows. So uh, I'm in on the Bucks. I'm in on the Colts. They're not my number two play simply because they're facing the Jets. I'm in on the Philadelphia Eagles. I think everybody is giving them a raw deal because they've had a couple of bad – they looked like crap last week. All right? They looked like dog shit last week. The week before that, 
It was a horrible field position game. They were playing on a short field, and the defense was on the field way too much. They're playing the Cincinnati Bengals. This is my last hope. I'm telling you, this is part fandom. This is part guru. I will not play the Eagles for the rest of the season in daily fantasy if they get scorched by the Cincinnati Bengals. I know JB thinks that it's going to happen. I know a lot of people think it's going to happen, and I can see why. I'm putting my hope that Jim Schwartz is going to grow a set of balls and do what he's supposed to do because I'm not worried about – I'm not – I'm differentiating Dougie P from the matter. That might be my issue, though, because that asshole might give them short field <laughs> and, and leave Schwartz with his thumb up his butt. You know, I don't know. I just – I don't think – it's this rookie quarterback. I know Burrow's not a typical rookie, but I think for the cost that you're going to be paying for the Eagles, why not give it a shot? Um, but they are my number – they're my number four. The Cleveland Browns are my number three. And the Browns are playing the Washington Redskins. <laughs> Wayne Hos Haskins stinks. You know, so we've already talked about this. So Bucks, Colts, Browns, and throw the Eagles in a couple dollar lineups. Don't don't waste your Millie Maker. Don't waste your twenty-five dollar, fifty dollar, hundred dollar entry. Don't play the Eagles in that. Differentiate yourself, contrarian play, one dollar contest, put the Eagles in. Other than that, lay it all with the Colts. Play the Colts in your big one. Play the Bucks in a lot of your big ones. Um, all right, parting shots. Say a couple words, JB. Lock up this week. Give us a synopsis. Uh, like we talked about earlier, don't be putting all these um, low-cost players in at one time. Um, you want to mix and match with your studs. Um, like we talked about Josh Kelly, you want to mix him in with a Miles Sanders, a Kenyon Drake, a Derrick Henry, um, mm -hmm. a Big Ben, and stack them. Like Child talked about earlier, Kyler. Just be smart. Um, don't be, you know, don't overthink it. You still want your studs in there. Just mix in the lower-cost players. And uh, ride that wave to some money. Yep, your turn. Starfish, talk to me. It's a weird year. Um, it's one of those years where if you're going to roll the dice and gamble, you might as well because so many guys are going down and dropping left and right. So exactly like you said at the top, you got to roll with some of the studs who you can rely on. But if you have a feeling about a guy and you look at a matchup, you know, just, just go with it because this year is a bit of a wild card all around. Yep. Um, it was a fucking disaster last week. All the, you know. Everyone dropped like flies. What's that? Everybody was dropping like flies. Yeah, whether you had daily lineups or you had, you know, your season long, like that. Come on, man. So, like, if you're going to gamble this year, just just roll the dice with it. Yeah. Um, some guys, you know, don't, don't not, not like recklessly, not like the guy in like Holdem who just goes all in, you know, on the flop, you know, before anybody looks at their cards. You don't want to do stupid shit. But it's one of those seasons where it's like, you know, use a little bit of a brain cell. Look at, like, who the studs are. Oh, yeah. Just like that. Yep. Just that like that. That was like an interpretive dance for how you got to play it this year. It really is. You know, yeah. and um, so we know our studs. We're going to play our studs. We're going to play our Kylers. We're going to play Cam Newton is a stud. We've already talked about that. We're going to play our Kamaras. We're going to play our Miles Sanders. We're going to play our D-Hops. We're going to play our Beckhams. We're going to play our – Andrews, we're going to play our Kelsey's, we're going to play our Zacherts, we're going to play our top of the line guys, we're going to play our Dak Prescott's because Dak is a top of the line player. But we're going to play our guys at McKinnon. All right, we're going to play guys that might have one good week in the whole season, and we're going to roll that dice and we're going to hope that that week is this week. That's how you win at daily fantasy football. Roll the dice but play the certainties. We're talking GPP lineups. We're not talking cash. You got to make, you got to put some risk in. You know, don't spend every dollar that's in your wallet to try to win on a GPP with all of our sleepers. It's not going to happen. We laid out the criteria. Let's make this another winning week. With that, let's go watch some motherfucking football. JB, Starfish, catch you later. Catch you later.